The following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Events occur in fake time. Happy Monday. It is, of course, Monday, December 13th, 2021, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. And how is everybody's weekend? Because I think I'm being punished by the algorithm, okay? Because uh, I talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, and, you know, unfortunately, I have to bring it to the recorded version of the live show that everybody is listening to. In the podcast right now or the YouTube recording, I'm sure. Trust me, but I'm I'm being punished. I think for uh, taking just taking the weekend off of social media and everything, and just being plugged into everything. And I'm being punished by the social media not showing any of the show's promotions to uh, anybody or anything. I think that's how it works, right? I think what social media does is you have to legitimately be active, like, all the time. And the more you're active, the more it seems like all of the social media platforms, like, continuously put stuff on people's homepages and, you know, how the mechanics of social media works. It's stupid as fuck. But, you know, we are, of course, back. And maybe by going back to posting a fuck ton, then the social media algorithm will stop punishing me because that that's all i want i just want to not be punished for one moment by the algorithm i know that seems like it's a little too much to ask but we do indeed have a lot to get to tonight we have quite a bit of infuriating stories actually and uh, here's the thing so i spent the whole day uh just about not saying a word i think that the only time that i spoke like at all today was to have one uh maybe I, I think two actually two work phone calls that each lasted like 90 seconds each and those were the only times that i've like moved my vocal cords at any point throughout the day so you'll have to you'll have to excuse me for getting quite a bit mad at some of the stuff that we have on the docket today because look we're gonna start off with some uh football because we're gonna have we have to have just a little teensy tiny bit of fun before we get into the serious stuff because I do want to cover the awful heartbreaking tornado footage that's coming out of Kentucky and I do have a couple of things that you can do to help out as well if this tugs on your heartstrings because this is just this is insane footage this is absolutely insane footage and imagery and news reporting this is destruction the likes of which i've almost never seen before and i lived 
through. I'm not. I'm really not trying to be a one upper here, but I lived through the 2004 hurricanes that we had here in Florida. And the reason, the only reason that I say that is because some of these things, some of these images and news reports that I'm seeing out of Kentucky from these uh, tornadoes is just absolutely mind blowing. Stuff like I've never seen before. We will, of course, cover a lot of that. Plus, time made its very key decision on its important person or most important person of the year. And that decision may just surprise you a little bit. Plus, CNN's at it again. I mean, we've got Chris Cuomo. He's, He's out of there. And now his producer is out of there. And, you know, it just goes to show you the kind of culture that they have over at the just fine... Totally relevant news network. It's doing great. Plus, we have... uh, We'll do Reach for the Sky to close it out, of course, as well. And I do want to talk about this South Dakota teacher story in this public Dash for Cash event, because that's just insane. If that's not, like, Squid Games IRL, then I don't know what is. So, look, we've got a lot of very important and serious stuff to cover tonight. So I know that I usually like to kind of joke around a bit and we have some fun and we have to at least do a little bit of that before we just jump right into the absolutely infuriating nonsense that is going on in the world. And of course, the thing that starts that off as we have a little bit of fun is football ladies and gentlemen because there is viral footage of a man just having a bit of an overreaction and this overreaction comes from somebody whose team i would not suspect to have kind of rabid fans i know there are teams out there that are notorious for having just straight up crazy lunatic fans And I wouldn't think that the Washington football team is one of them. And yet here we are. This is the alternate, well, not even the alternate parallel universe that we're living in, but the actual parallel universe that we're living in now, where a Washington football team fan just absolutely lost his shit during their game against the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. One fan at home. He endured enough over the last 22 years because he was a fan of the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, for the last 22 years, and he snaps. So apparently what happened in this football game, because we all know that I just love sports, I follow it all the time. So apparently what happened was uh, an early supposed blowout by the Cowboys turning into a close game, head-scratching turnovers, injuries, and then... A backup quarterback for the Washington football team had a chance to bring the team back after being down 19 points in the fourth quarter with the ball late in the fourth quarter, down by only seven. But then, unfortunately, he fumbled it on a sack and turned it over to the Cowboys, which ended the game. And this fan of the Washington football team had a very interesting reaction to it. Now, I know that the passions of sports fans is it, it could run fairly high, especially when you're you're dealing with your team here. But I'll show you this on the screen. This is a Washington football team fan who just absolutely loses it when his team almost comes back, but then he just fumbles and gets sacked and then the Dallas Cowboys win. And to be fair, uh this I'm not going to give this guy a lot of shit because this is probably a valid reaction 
to the Dallas Cowboys doing anything successful. So uh, check check this out with me because this is just this is hilarious. It's a fumble. Oh Boom! Right. First of all, that TV is just straight out of the fucking 90s. Look at this. It, it, this big old tube TVs. Look, I thought we saw the end of these days. I thought that these days were over and, you know, we're kind of at a point now where we have real TVs. They're not even that expensive anymore. I, I went to Walmart the other day and I saw this, like, I would say probably a good size. Maybe like a 32, 34-inch TV. $99. So maybe he's just... uh holding on to the relics of if the Washington football team or formerly the Washington Redskins were ever good. But alas, uh, not that I'm a football expert or historian here, but were they ever good? Chat, please let me know because maybe you're the football experts and I'm not. But have the Washington Redskins slash Washington football team ever been good? And if so, uh, maybe this guy is just having an adverse reaction to thinking that his team might be good for the first time in uh, ever. So, all right, let's finish this footage out, because first of all, my question here is what the fuck is this TV? Just go spend ninety nine dollars at Walmart on a flat screen. Then you won't. Actually, I guess you could still punch it out. You could be like that. That. uh that Michael Scott from the office episode from the dinner party where he throws his fucking Dundee at the, his tiny, tiny little flat screen TV because he's just so mad at Jan that, uh, you know, that that's how you got to take out your anger. You take out your anger by breaking the things that you love, which is your television set. Boom. Look at that. Look at that smack. Also, the way that these old CRTs works, look at that, that red, blue and that's green because we're dealing with light here don't don't ask me how i know that just trust trust and that's that that just looks so old it's so archaic come on go get a new tv buddy all right you know i, I do want to see the smack again all right let, let's just play it again fuck it it's a fumble, <laughs> it's a fumble. Hey. boom oh that looks so deliberate. That looks like that that doesn't look like a fit of anger. That doesn't look like he just snapped in a moment. That looks kind of planned. It it almost seems like he knows that the Washington football team is fairly mediocre and he's just kind of planning this to go viral. So it almost seems like a bit of fake virality here but maybe that's just my read on it let me know what you guys think in the chat or by leaving a comment in the youtube video or the podcast as well i don't even know if you can leave comments in podcast apps but i should probably know that i don't even know if you can leave comments but if you can then please let me know what you think about this let me know your read here because i think that this guy kind of planned it i think that you know obviously you can't plan that kind of a play, right? Where you're just going to get sacked on the game decider. But I still think that he was kind of hoping for something like this to happen and hoping for this particular footage to go viral. And you know, maybe he's just looking to go viral to get himself some money for a new damn TV. But it's only $99. Just go to Walmart, buddy. Just go to Walmart. All right. Let, one more time. One more time. <laughs> Boom. Oh, my God. Bro, you're wildin'. Bro, you're wildin'. As if he didn't plan that. As if that wasn't just pre-planned all at all. No way. 
no way. That was totally unscripted. <laughs> but yeah, please, please go buy a new TV, buddy. And also, it might be worth considering to uh, become a fan of a team other than the Washington football team. I mean, they don't even have a name. Their name is still a placeholder. Not that that's a bad thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So we also go to the Sunday night game between the Bears and the Packers. The Bears. And that is a classic rivalry in football, the lexicon of football even, where the Sunday night football crew over at NBC had a very interesting uh, fan capture. You know how when you go to games, you get put on the screen, you get put on the big old jumbotron, and then occasionally some of those scenes make it onto national TV. Well, there's an Aaron Rodgers doppelganger out there, fellas, and I also want to know what you think about this. Do you think that uh, this Aaron Rodgers lookalike really looks a lot like him, or do you think that maybe this is just a genetically modified and cloned Aaron Rodgers that is being groomed to just play football to replace Aaron Rodgers? I mean, at least they can vaccinate the clone, right? I mean, I know they can't just force Aaron Rodgers down and just shove the needle in his arm, but maybe this guy, maybe this new clone is not going to have the same uh, grit and ability to just do what he wants like Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to show you this footage too. Is this real life, says the NFL, and I leave that decision up to you guys to decide whether or not this Aaron Rodgers doppelganger is similar looking to Aaron Rodgers, or do you you just not see it? Again, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this. It is, of course, at Simulation Radio on everything before we check out this footage. So take a look at it. Let, let, let's see this here. And, oh, God, don't tell me there's two of them. No, you, you, know what, you know what this is? <laughs> this is the dictionary, and you're looking at wow. the I can't of, tell the difference. doppelganger. Look at that. That is pretty striking. <laughs> right? Uh-oh. That's what I'm saying. And, oh, God, don't tell me there's two of them. No, yeah, you, there you is. What, there is two of them. <laughs> One of them just might be genetically engineered to become the next great football player. I'm, I mean, that's just the leading theory here. That's Take that with a grain of salt. Not that I'm the biggest football fan, but uh, I do enjoy it on the occasion. And I do like Aaron Rodgers somewhat. I mean, so let me know what you think about that because... Oh, one of the one of the comments on social media here on this Twitter thread says Aaron Rodgers pre-COVID and post-COVID. I mean, one of them looks like they're in a better shape than the other guy. And I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers. So, uh... <laughs> All right, so let me know what you think about that. And I'm... That's a spider. Hey, shoo! Shoo! I'll smash you next time. But, uh, yeah, do let me know what you think about that, because I think that, you know, occasionally you got to you got to lighten up the mood a little bit at a football game. And I was listening to it on the way home. It's still there. I was listening to it on the way home from uh, going out last night to go to Boxy Park over in Lake Nona here in the Orlando area. I was listening to it on the way home, and it sounds like that they had a little bit of fun on the football broadcast last night. There were a lot of jokes, a lot of stuff here and there. Is that, is that, and I should probably recognize their voices at this point, but is that uh, Troy Aikman and Al 
Al Rogers son. Let me. I want to make sure because I want to be right about this. Sunday night football. It is yeah. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Okay, so they were having a lot of fun last night during the football game. So uh, you know, let me know what you think. Whether or not that's Aaron Rodgers, and unfortunately, I think that is the last of the uh, the fun stuff that we're going to be covering tonight. It's sad to say because I, I did have a lot of fun talking about football these last fifteen minutes or ten minutes, but. We have to talk about the tornadoes in Kentucky because this is some of the most unbelievable footage that I have ever seen. This is just rampant destruction. And I'm going to show you guys some of this footage, too, because I'm not look, I'm not trying to tug at your heartstrings, but this is just ridiculous. So over the weekend, I believe it was on Friday, actually, a tornado that spanned, I believe, 230 something miles just slammed right across Kentucky and it did insane, insane damage. It traveled approximately 200 miles. And I want to start start with this footage here because this is a video that somebody on social media took. It's video from his dad's front porch between Bremen and Sacramento, Kentucky, which I can't imagine that's 200 miles. But overall, the entire tornado stretched for most of those 200 miles so let's start off all right this is this is the tornado here oh my god that is that's massive i don't i don't like that it's coming right for us now i like how it seems like the power is just out everywhere so the only like little glimpses of you can get of this that you can even capture of this is when the lightning starts to strike and god damn is that a big okay. tornado that's a big one. so that's we start off that's the footage of the tornado now let's see here are some footages and images footages of the aftermath here this is uh along businesses on the US 31 West bypass in Kentucky where the early morning tornado on I believe it was Friday or Saturday uh, just tore through, just absolutely obliterated some of these places. And I'm surprised this building's still standing here. This is not even the worst footage that we're going to see and the worst imagery that we're going to see. This is mild compared to some of the stuff that I'm about to show you. Because, all right, look, this Pizza Hut is still standing. And you cannot say that about some of the... Uh, about some of the the videos that we have all right check this out this is from mayfield this was also in kentucky this is from mayfield uh kentucky a city over there and look at this this is kind of ironic now and i really hate to laugh and poke fun at this but more than a memory no mayfield you are not more than a memory anymore check this out this is also insane my god look at that these buildings, some of them have just completely collapsed. People have described some of the damage as just, they're gone. They're gone. Not even places that you can renovate and fix up or uh, try and salvage in any possible way. Some of these places are just, look at this rubble. This, there used to be buildings here. And now it's just gone. It is absolutely, it. they don't exist anymore. That's That's insane. 
if if you're not uh if you're listening to the podcast and you're not watching the video side of this episode then i'd say you're missing out but you're probably like just better off not seeing this footage because this is pretty scarring oh hey one building survived somehow and oh there are some people on social media talking about how it's a conspiracy theory and that these people are all uh they're they're crisis actors because look the roads are conveniently cleared but what do you think the first thing that they're gonna do is they're gonna clear out the streets so that people can fucking drive their ass out of there seems logical seems logical to me all right let that's that's the end of that footage so you're probably wondering uh what the death tolls are looking like uh what you can do to help and the death toll it's at about 80 now according to some of the latest stats there are at least 74 confirmed deaths as of uh monday afternoon and you know they're still finding people they're still buried in the rubble people that are probably alive or in and injured or just people that are dead which as sad as it is that's the reality of the situation that we're dealing with here but uh Oh, here's a TV report from Dawson Springs. Let's, I want to show you guys this also. I'm at Legion Park, a place where so many memories have been made. But at the Friday morning storm, this place is unrecognizable by people who have lived here their whole lives. On any other day, birthday parties, reunions, and celebrations will be held at this park. But now it's covered by stretches of power lines trees yanked from their roots and damaged playground my god that is so sad a dawson spring mother tells me it was hard to see the place where she played t-ball and where her son's first birthday party was held destroyed along with the park countless homes and businesses suffered damage in dawson put yourself in those shoes for a moment the place that you grew up in the place that you have your roots in the place that you've established your life at is just completely upended and will never be the same again all the memories that you built at that location, all the things that happened, you maybe raised your kids there, like this news reporter is saying, gone, just shattered in the span of a day over this natural disaster. And once again, I have to go back to the fact that this is just some of the absolute worst, worst footage that I have ever seen, that I've ever seen. All right, I'll, I'll give you one more before we start going to uh, some of the aftermath and you know, to talk about how the government is here to help. Thank God. Right. Yeah. All right. Check check out this overhead shot because my God is this insane too. And imagine this level of destruction spanning upwards of 200 miles, 200 miles across the state. My God. There's no audio for this one, fortunately, because it just looks like it's taken from an overhead drone. That's endless, endless destruction. It's just so sad to think about. Fortunately, uh, once we get to the end of some of this coverage, I do have some ways that you can help if that's what uh, you're wondering, because that would probably be the first thing on my mind, too, is like, my God, how can I help these people? And I'll we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. Stick around. Emergency services are responding to this. Uh, some of these houses, look at, look, okay, look at this house right here, just chopped right in half. Jesus. 
I I alluded to it earlier, but now we have to get to. Uh, oh, here's here here's another one. Let me let me show you. Guys. All right, one more, one more, and this is probably one of the worst ones of all. Oh my god, that's I can only say that's insane so many times before, you know, it kind of believe believers the point, but this is just not even a place anymore. My god. So all my, I, I hate to say, I hate to do the thoughts and prayers thing, but besides actually contributing, that's pretty much the, the only thing that, that I can do here is that and tell you guys how we can all maybe help these people. So before we get to that though, uh, President Biden made a statement immediately after the, uh, all of this damage and, of course, these people in the ruling elite will take any possible opportunity, any loss of life, any disaster. You know, it, it's a common saying in politics or at least on, you know, it, if you're a fan of political entertainment, that uh, you can't let a good crisis go to waste, which I have to imagine that that's what all these politicians think. Because here is President Biden immediately after the deadly tornadoes ripped through the South and the Midwest. Here are some of his comments. And l l let me know what you think about this, because I'm not going to give you any indicator as to what his message is. But and he did. He did speak today as well, talking about some of the response that the federal government will be swooping in to provide. But you have to take it on their first instinct. The first thing that comes out is how they actually feel about this. And when you hear what President Biden has to say about this, then you'll know where their hearts are at. You'll know where their hearts and minds are at, because, uh, it, you know, I'll, I'll just let's just run this through. Oh, so, all right, so the journalist here, whoever the fuck this soulless human being is, is taking this opportunity to go, so what do you think this says about climate change? Like, um, could you just give us some policies about climate change? And, of course, President Biden is right there to just snap, jump right on that, and climate change being the first thing that these people to go to, because, uh, you know, what better opportunity to peddle an agenda than a disaster where upwards of 80 people are killed and an entire region of your country is just fucking obliterated? Well, all that I know is that the intensity of the weather across the board has some impact as a consequence of the warming of the planet. Ah, yes, of course. It's our fault. So it's our fault that this is happening. So we're going to have to consume less. The government, people in power, and the elites will they'll continue to abide by their current consumption patterns, and this will change nothing. And uh, no, that that that's what we got to do. We it's us. It's our fault. We just we got to consume less. You you heard the man. And the climate change, the specific impact. On these specific storms, I can't say at this point. I'm going to be asking the EPA. We need an agenda. And others to take a look at that. But the fact is that uh, we all know everything is more intense I'm getting when the climate crawls. is warming. Everything. And obviously it has some impact here, but I can't give you a, a quantitative read on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going right to the EPA. We're going to suggest climate change action so okay all right great 
there is a response that he put out today about uh, what they're going to do because I know that this is the first thing. I, this is kind of Reagan-esque to even rail on this, but I know that the first thing that all these people over in Kentucky are thinking about right now is where's the federal government? Fortunately, President Biden has your answer. If it, your home's in the past, what do you go home to? What do you worry about? I mean, everything's gone from that, from, from that, uh, that. Now he's calculated. Now he's given the people the message that they need. His home, his down-to-earth, uh, folksy, I'm here for your family, and I'm going to make sure that you're all just doing great. The federal government is going to come in with all of our resources. It took him a whole weekend to get to this point. Obviously, their, their first response is talking about how, you know, it, climate change, no, it, it's because of climate change. Only after deliberating and coming up with a fucking psychopathic plan did we get to this point. A baptismal photograph to the wedding picture. I'm a little upset to today, by the way. The picture of your if you couldn't tell. oldest daughter in a ballet. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's profound. Is. It's just profound. And it's, uh, but I promise you, whatever is needed, whatever is needed, the federal government is going to find a way to supply it. Thank, thank God, thank, thank God, the federal government is here to come and swoop in to help. I'm sure that that could not possibly go wrong in any capacity. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be huge. Uh, federal and state officials did say that they will investigate the collapse of so, a lot of buildings. I know we didn't get time to cover this, but this Amazon delivery depot in Edwardsville, Illinois, which is part of that region that got struck by this, completely collapsed a couple people died amazon doesn't really care but you know it, it the people are managing to save themselves and there is this talking point about how the people in these factories did not have phones because it's like high school over there in fact it's even worse than high school where they have to lock their phones in their locker before they go to work for the fucking amazon warehouse and Surely something's got to change here. Surely something has to change about this. Because imagine that you're in this situation and you have this emergency where, oh, I just might so happen to need my phone to contact a loved one. No, no, we got to lock them away so that the Amazon employees just whoosh, got them. All right, so... The last thing that I want to cover before we go to break is uh, how you can help. And I'm going to link this article from WFLP 89.3, which is a station over there. I believe it's locally over in the area, in the Kentucky area. But I'm going to link this video in the YouTube description and the podcast description. But I will go over it here with all of you on the show as well about what we can do to help some of the tornado victims because communities are scrambling. The governor, Andy Bashir declared a state of emergency early Saturday morning on Monday. And this number has gone up since then. They said that 64 people were confirmed dead and there are over a hundred people still missing. Oh God, the spider's back. Get out of here. Yeah, sorry. This happened in more than six states, by the way. It spanned more than 200 miles from Arkansas to Kentucky. Kentucky just so happened to be one of the worst stricken areas of this. Many of them are still without power, many of them without shelter. And there are some uh, organizations here. And you'll, I haven't done 
a lot of research on these particular uh, organizations, so I'm going to link all of them. That way, if you want to pick and choose which one sounds the best to you, they're all outlined in this article. We have places such as the Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund, Kentucky Red Cross. There are some GoFundMe pages by community members and organizations in need. So there are plenty of options. If you want to donate to people directly by going to their GoFundMe pages, or if you want to donate to organizations that start to, that, you know, kind of do things. They have House Ministries, United Way of Kentucky, Disaster Relief at Work, a whole lot of organizations, including places where you can donate blood, where you can donate clothes, blankets, food, water, other supplies, like... Salvation Army, Dare to Care Food Bank, you know, your mileage may vary about Salvation Army because of their kind of shady practices. But there are some local ones, like local churches and local centers where they do things like this. And they list some of the addresses here. You can either, if you're in the area, head over there directly. Or if you would like to support them financially, then there are plenty, plenty of options that is outlined by a local station. So I trust this source because this comes from the local area over there. And I will, of course, link this uh, link this article in the YouTube description of the show's VOD and, and definitely in the podcast description as well. So if you would like to help these people, and I really hope that I convinced at least somebody or at least one person to do something because... That footage is just absolutely insane. That That's your whole life. That is your entire life just gone in an instant like that. Your property is gone. You might have lost family members, loved ones, people close to you, friends, family. It's madness. It's insane. So do all you can. Uh, donate to some of these organizations because they'll probably go a little bit. Uh, your money will probably get you a little bit farther here than if you were to rely on uh, the full extent of the government to come in and help. So go, go more local. That's my only piece of advice here. So, all right, when we come back, we got more stuff to get mad at because CNN producers are at it again. JK Rowling's back on social media. Time has named their person of the year and their people of the year. And we also have the, uh, oh, sorry, you guys weren't meant to see that yet. We also have this South Dakota teacher's story in an example of a way that teachers are just critically underfunded and underappreciated. And this is almost somewhat uh, embarrassing to even see this footage and have this footage be a thing that could play out in real life. So, look, we got plenty more stuff to get mad at, trust me, and... We will, of course, uh, end it with a little bit of fun as well, and we will get to that when we come back. Simulation Radio. Simulation Radio.
I don't know if it's me or if it's the fact that I changed some of the settings on the camera or if it's the fact that I sat out in the sun for quite a while, but uh, I'm not looking quite as pasty white anymore. And I'm blaming that or I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm blaming it because it's probably a good thing that I'm not like ridiculously fucking... Uh, it looks like I kind of go outside every once in a while now and then. But here's something that uh, I'm excited about because I have to distract myself. Look, we're about to get a little bit more mad about some stuff. I might just choose to not get mad and maybe cover cover a couple of other stories, more fun stories instead, because I'm checking out some of the stuff that we have on the docket to get to. And by God, if that's not enough to uh, have... Anybody that listens out of context just instantly label me as an alt writer. You know, I, I'm I'm actually kind of okay with that because uh, obviously I know that I'm not, and I, that's kind of just how it goes when you choose to not take a side and you choose to lambast particular ridiculous things on one of the sides. And look, I know I spent a lot of time like harping on the alt right. Uh, last week and I'm about to get labeled as such because of the stories that we're about to cover but I want to get to something that I'm excited for as I as I bat off the fucking phantom spider from last segment you know how when uh, you know how when you ha- you see like one ant crawling on you and you pick it off and throw it off then for the next like 10-15 at least minutes afterwards you are one, one, one little prickle one little stick and you think it's all over. But here's something that I'm really excited about, which is that I did a, uh, a test run, and this is the first time that uh, anybody that's listening to any of these simulation radio products will get to see this, by the way. Look, this is your first look, first live exclusive right here. And I would like to first say to be keeping an eye out as to how you can receive some of what I'm about to show you as a reward for your loyal and dedicated listening because I love all of you. You're all fantastic. And you would think that what I'm about to show you would be exclusive Patreon show rewards, but I'm delighted to inform you that they will not be exclusive Patreon rewards and that you will have a chance to win some of this stuff. Now, I did a test run, got a got a round of uh, collectibles done. Now, we... I don't want to say that we all know because we probably all don't know, but I love magnets. I'm a huge fan of magnets. Um, I'm not going to say why because uh, it it seems like I'm I'm copying something else that happens over here in Orlando in the radio industry. I'm not. I'm just saying, but I love magnets. And so I'll start off by by showing these two. So this is a first edition simulation radio magnet and we also have one for the very interesting show i've got quite a few of these uh i will be getting another round come the new year so here's your here's your first look at these check these out these two look at these bad boys i think they came out quite well so stay tuned to all of the programs as we enter the new year as we enter 2022 so that you can find out how to potentially win a care package such as uh such as this that's not the only thing that we have though i've got i tested out this feature that they use on where i buy the the stickers and magnets from i'm not going to say where just in case you know that the other stuff that i ordered turns out to shit and i don't want to have to disparage them but you know maybe i should maybe i should 
not that these came out shit. These came out fantastic, actually. But we have holographic simulation radio live magnets. Ooh, it brings me back to the whole uh, when you used to collect trading card days, if anybody used to do that. And by the way, it was the most exciting thing to just crack them open and bust them out of the package because there's a certain smell that like fresh printed cards and like fresh printed uh, like cardboard, any kind of collectibles. There's this really just crisp, clean smell that you get from them. And uh, I got a big old, big old whiff of that when I opened up the package to all this, uh, these collectibles that you will have a way of winning fairly soon. Look, I'm just saying, we just so happen to be doing a segment on the very interesting show. We just so happen to be doing a game show segment, and we just so happen to have prizes to give away. So I'm I'm just saying, stay tuned, and two and two will be put together soon enough, especially as we uh, enter the new year. So stay tuned for that. I got, got nice, cute, holographic simulation radio live stickers. And of course, the a default. I, this one I kind of wish came out a little bit bigger, but you know we're we're gonna get some more of these done. They're, they're nice and tiny, nice and cute. I know you can see them on the on the microphone flag now. It stops me from having old old stuff being displayed on camera. So do stay tuned for that, and you will have your ways to uh, win all of this. You know, let me see if I can spread them out like uh, like I'm holding a hand of trading cards. All right, look, this is kind of sus, but ooh, all right, maybe maybe I got it. Yeah, they look like they all kind of come out in the shot, kind of okay. Your way to win some of this merch coming up fairly soon, so do stay tuned. Follow us on social media. It is indeed at Simulation Radio on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, and... Do I even want to say TikTok? Because TikTok, oh, there was this other insane viral trend that came out this week, and I don't even remember what it was, but it was stupid, and it made headlines because somebody got arrested and it ended up killing somebody. So uh, it is TikTok.com slash simulation radio as well. Great transition. So uh, now, unfortunately, fellas, we we have to rail on some fun stuff. Now, uh, I want to start off with this article about this CNN staffer who was charged with enticing women and their underage daughters to engage in sexual activity. And here is a piece of disinformation that you're going to see about this story, which is that all of the mainstream outlets about this CNN producer, his name is John Griffin. He was the producer of, funnily enough, he was Chris Cuomo's producer, and we all know what happened to him. So uh, it seems like corruption and uh, pedophilia and, you know, all the like just kind of run rampant at CNN uh, unchecked until they just get caught. What a surprise. But the CNN producer, his name is John Griffin. And what you're seeing out of the mainstream media right now, and all right, I know this is going to sound kind of conspiratorial, and I know that I kind of uh, lamented the fact that I'm going to be labeled as an alt writer after going through some of these stories. But look, it, it's it's right here in plain view when the mainstream media comes out and says that this guy was a uh, it was he was coercing some of these young women. That's all he said that he was he was just tempting them 
to come over to his house. That's all that they think that he got in trouble for. But here is a statement from the Justice Department about this case, which is that on these communication platforms, this CNN producer, his name is uh, John Griffin. He sought to persuade parents to allow him to train their daughters to be sexually submissive. That's it. That's the cutoff. That is all that the mainstream media is telling you. However, there is more to the story. What a surprise. I'm sure this comes as no shocker to anybody that the mainstream media is trying to uh, cover up sexual abuse. Wow. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at this development. What? Griffin later transferred over $3,000 to the mother for plane tickets of this... Uh, nine and 13 year old daughter and he's trying to train them properly for sexual grat gratification of him this happened in june of 2020 he transferred over three grand to the mother for plane tickets so that the mother and her nine-year-old daughter could fly from nevada to boston's logan airport oh shit i guess the 13 year old was just too old for him fuck i oh, better go for the nine-year-old these people are fucking sick the mother and child flew to Boston in July of 2020, where Griffin picked them up in his Tesla and drove them to his Ludlow house. At the house, and this is the part that uh, the headlines are not telling you, that the mainstream media is not telling you. At the house, the daughter was directed to engage in and did engage in unlawful sexual activity. Oh, my God. And the media is saying that, oh, look, all he did was just coerce them. That's all that we're going to get him in trouble for. But no, he there was legitimate sexual activity that occurred here between a nine-year-old girl and this CNN producer. So just keep an eye out for shit like this because you can tell that they're really building the narrative and oh what a coincidence an article from the atlantic that came out a few days earlier because maybe they might have known that this was going to come out and they needed to get ahead of this called the great fake child sex trafficking epidemic from the atlantic wow it's almost like they're trying to collude to hide pedophilia and sexual abuse in media and yet somehow the those same people are just quick, quick to jump on the uh, the I don't want to say cancellation because that that's that's just a blanket term. And that that's just a buzzword at this point. But they are quick to shove their fucking media dick down uh, anybody that they don't agree with throat. And yet here they are doing the same things that they are criticizing others for and that they are selectively enforcing whenever it just so happens to serve them. Now, this article from The Atlantic, this The Great Fake Child Sex Trafficking Epidemic, it uh, essentially is an in-depth piece on this Operation Underground Railroad. And it's just an excuse, really, to attack QAnon because... I'll give you a little bit of backstory here. Now, when a lot of the really crazy uh, conspiratorial like Donald Trump shit was happening in the QAnon world, uh, this was something that was born out of it. The QAnon idiots, the, you know, I, I'll just, we'll just stick with QAnon idiots. So these QAnon idiots just went with this uh, Operation Underground Railroad. And this was an operation that was designed to kind of aid uh, the sex trafficking epidemic. Now, the 
the kind of frame that this article takes is essentially to try and discredit this entire organization, which uh, it even says something to the tune of uh, Americans who knew little about QAnon became heavily involved in this operation. It became known as Operation uh, Hashtag Save the Children, which I don't think is something that QAnon really cared about, but it is an issue that they kind of latched onto to shield themselves from criticism uh you know by anybody because you know as soon as you poke fun at QAnon then they can come out with the oh but that means that you're against the children well and the article even points this out too for whatever reason Americans who knew little about QAnon became heavily involved and then when QAnon moved to other concerns such as a stolen election poisonous vaccine all that fucking uh, con- conspiracy shit these volunteers stayed devoted to the cause of opposing sex trafficking and the entire frame that this article takes to claim that the great fake child sex trafficking epidemic is that that this uh underground railroad issue that this uh operation underground railroad it's just a process of a of association they're trying to kind of shit on QAnon who ended up moving on but then this underground the fuck is it? I don't even remember what it's called every time. Operation Underground Railroad eventually moved on to become a real movement. Once all the idiots at QAnon moved on from this and moved on to other fucking conspiracy theory bullshit like the stolen election and uh, the vaccine shit, then the people that became involved in Operation Underground Railroad continued to be activists in the sex trafficking issue. Now, the reason that this article from the Atlantic is coming out and saying that it's a great fake child sex trafficking epidemic. Essentially, I read through the article and essentially their argument is that, you know, some of the stats are not quite as severe as we think they are, which somehow that means that the child, the great child sex trafficking epidemic is just fake. Oh, some of the numbers aren't as big as we think they are. So it, it it's fake. People are concerned about this for whatever reason. And the timing on this just, I don't think this is a coincidence. The timing on this, and this is going to sound somewhat conspiratorial too, but the timing on this just seems a little bit too suspicious to have come out right before this uh, major CNN producer who is a big figure over there just so happens to get taken down in unlawful sexual activity. It's almost like the media is corrupt from the inside and everybody in in this kind of position of power is, I don't want to say everybody, but you know, this, this pedophilia and this fucking black spot in everybody's brains or these people's brains, it's almost like they're kind of working in cahoots with each other. Now I'm not going to say that that's completely confirmed, but it's just that's bad energy. And if that kind of shit is not indicative that, you know, the elites control the narrative and that the people, the mainstream media is not out to actually tell the truth, but they're out for power for themselves, then, you know, I I, I just don't know what does at this point. And if it's going to take more stuff like this, if it's going to take more children being sexually abused to prove this point, then that's that's just sad. And it's that's unfortunate to to that we even have to think about this. All right. One more story. I'm going to skip out on the J.K. Rowling stuff because, uh, you know, we don't really have time for it. And that's somewhat inflammatory. And I really, really do not want to open up that Pandora's box as much as I want to.
I kind of don't because uh, that, that's some controversial stuff. Just leave J.K. Rowling alone, for God's sake. I mean, she's one of you, wokists. All right, anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, anyway. So off to South Dakota, where there are teachers that participated in this public event called Dash for Cash, and it was comprised of 10 South Dakota teachers who scrambled to snatch as many dollar bills as possible. This occurred at a hockey game, at an ice hockey game in South Dakota, where $5,000 was up for grabs, and the rules were that teachers had five minutes to grab as much money from that mat as they can. They were pitted against each other. This event was called Dash for Cash. They knelt on mats and tried to grab as many dollar bills as possible within five minutes. And there is viral footage of this. And this is the kind of stuff that leads you to think, uh, are teachers underappreciated? They kind of are. They're notably underpaid. They are, they get a whole bunch of shit, and I know, and this is the part where I kind of dunk on the far right here, because the far right uh, selectively cherry-picks examples of, like, hyper-woke and idiot teachers. There's this one account called Libs of TikTok, which I think generally is a decent a decent account to highlight the degeneracy that's out there in the woke world, but in general, I think that you cherry pick specific examples of just idiotic woke teachers doing stupid shit like oh there was this one video where this pennsylvania teacher um she basically needed self-validation from her students i believe she was a middle school teacher where she came out to her class recorded the response and recorded the applause that she got because she had to tell everybody she just felt the need to tell her entire middle school class that she liked other women and i think that kind of shit are examples of cherry picking the worst situations that I feel like are not quite as widespread and rampant as a lot of these far right accounts uh, kind of make you believe. Because, look, here's the deal. They post a couple of these like every day and you see that kind of shit and that gets you fearful like oh these are the people teaching our kids whereas no that's not the vast majority of people teaching your kids the vast majority of people teaching your kids are people that are underappreciated they don't get paid enough they get shit on by these little fucking hellions that have never seen a good parenting situation in their life and they take it out on the teachers and they are kind of the punching bags for everybody and when you see situations like this, and I'm going I'm to show you this dash for cash footage in just a moment, some people are saying that the event was to the tune of, like, dystopian and degrading. And I kind of agree with this. This is a situation where I'm a little bit, I'm on the left side here on this one because, A, I do think teachers need to get paid more. The fact that this is a situation where these teachers have feel like they have the need to get on their hands and fucking crawl around the ice hockey rink to get their share of five grand in cash is absolutely insane. And the kind of quality of teacher that you attract with how you incentivize them for being a good teacher that's kind of why our public school system is shit it's this the this circular cycle of you know you don't pay teachers enough therefore you get i don't, I don't want to say bad teachers but you get teachers that you know the what are their incentives their incentives are not really to do anything they do it the ones that are good at least 
their good out of the kindness of their heart and for the desire to help and aid the next generation and make sure that they know that all that they're supposed to know. Now, look, I've had my share of good public school teachers and bad public school teachers, but I don't think that there's any argument to be made against the fact that we should be incentivizing teachers more to uh, just be better and for the good ones to continue to do the good things that they're doing. And it's situations like this that really just brings to light the the desperation that teachers have to just be have dignity. And all right, I, it's time that I show you this footage now because I've been fucking yapping long enough about this shit. So here's the footage of this dash for cash where the teachers got on their knees and fought for $1 bills out of five grand that they can use for classroom supplies while spectators watch and cheer. And they can't even take it personally. They can't even take it for themselves. May, you know, maybe they fucking make 20 grand a year. They can't even have a any share of that $5,000 for themselves that they have to fucking get on their hands and knees and wear helmets and look like uh, uh, fucking kids in the special education class. I, I agree. This is fairly degrading. So I'll show you guys this now. Here, Here's here's Dash for Cash from... Uh, what? Who is this? No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> They're scooping it up and putting it in their shirts. And they're wearing helmets. And then there are people cheering this on, too. Like, they're, like, berating these public school teachers that are down there on the hockey rink or the ice on this mat. It, it, this has got to be, like, some sort of equivalent to Squid Games because... This is just ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And this is, is degrading to have to do this in front of a whole bunch of people that they can't even use themselves, that they have to spend on classroom supplies. So I don't know. Let, let me know what you think about this video, because I, you know, we, we did get kind of a fair and balanced show here, right? Uh, you know, it true Fox News, fair and balanced, dun, 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 dun. actual, actual fair and balanced. So we, we kind of. I obliterated the far right or the far left on the fucking media pedophile shit and uh, what's her face, JK Rowling and some of the other shit. And then this is where I think the far right is out of touch here, because if you asked a far writer what they think about public school teachers, they'll say that, you know, they're all woke and we need to take them out. And I'm, I'm homeschooling all my kids were come on, come on. I, all that I think we need to take away from this is we need to give public school teachers real incentives to continue to do the good things that they do for the ones that continue to do good things. And this is degrading, and this is somewhat dystopic, if that's even a real fucking word. All right, that's what I got. Let's do reach for the sky. Oh, no, not my shit. Somebody do something. Namaste, everybody. For the sky. Oh no, Sheriff Woody! <sighs> Alright, let's calm our asses down, or at least I'll, I'll I'll attempt to calm my ass down. Like, it's a little hard. There's all, look at all this shit out here. You see all this shit that we just covered today? If that's not enough to get you fucking fired up and mad, then I, I don't know what does. Alright, so, of course, at the end of the show, we do have our little cooldown period where we go to uh, random question maker. Dot com, and I'm going to make this a quick one. 
We've got our five categories, as per usual, candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And, you know, let, let's go with an icebreaker today, I think, because I, I would really love, I, maybe it's just because I'm, like, kind of sunburnt, but I really need, like, a cool, oh, yeah, yes, yes. I know that's not literal. All right, what, what kind of good, what kind of questions do we go, do we have? Do you play a musical instrument? I wish. Okay, so when I was young, uh, my parents bought me this electronic keyboard, and I went to go learn to play piano for a little while, and uh, I quit it after about uh, one year. I would say that I learned a fairly decent amount, and I honestly wish that I stuck with it now because, you know, obviously people that, that play and are good at instruments at my age, going on fucking 30 Jesus. Jesus. But, you know, it, it's kind of sexy to know an instrument when you're when you're older. But when you're young and you learn that instrument, it's kind of a pain in the ass to stick with. So my biggest memory of playing piano was having to play for a recital. Now, I was a really like a uh, shy, overweight, didn't really like to talk all that much. Not that that's too different from where we're at now, <laughs> but I was forced to play. Uh, at this recital at a church and I uh, everybody that's a performer kind of gets that that ridiculous performance anxiety that does eventually go away I, I had it for a while in uh, doing radio but that also kind of eventually subsided except for on the occasion where I'll still get the pre-show jitters for whatever reason but uh, I think that pressure makes you better because I got up there on that seat and fucking nailed it like nailed i don't even remember what song it was because i was in like fucking uh middle school early middle school but i really wish that i stuck with it i really wish that i i stuck with that so an instrument that i do want to play actually and i'm probably not this upcoming year because i'm gonna be grinding a fuck ton this upcoming year with the show stuff but maybe once i have some time i would really like to play uh bass guitar because i i just love it I love it. It the sounds are beautiful. It, I don't know. It it just seems like a fun thing to do and I just really really enjoy the sound of it. Now, I don't want to get too attached to the idea, like just the sexy idea of doing it rather than uh you know actually putting in the practice and the work and getting the hand-eye coordination because that shit is actually hard. It is actually really hard if you haven't done it. I'm not saying that I do it or do it regularly, but I'm just saying it, it's fucking hard. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my past and future of musical instruments. Whew. All right. All right. Namaste, everybody. Deep breaths. Hopefully you all did not get as mad as I did tonight. And, you know, if you did, then please be sure to follow uh, at Simulation Radio on everything and be sure to leave a highly disparaging comment telling me about how I'm wrong about everything and I'm just completely full of shit and I'm just veering off farther and farther to the alt-right as we continue to do this every second. Look, just, oh, yeah, yes, yes, feed it to me. And I look forward to hearing from every single one of you. So thank you all for listening. Love you all. We'll see you all again tomorrow night, hopefully with a little bit more fun stuff. And if you are so inclined, do go and donate to the Kentucky Tornado Victims. Bye.
Bye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy.